Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. up girl dads we are here with another special guest i'm super excited about this conversation because it's a little bit different and we're here with nate nate is uh some in georgia actually which is fun because i'm in arizona he's in georgia we connected on a facebook group for dads uh, dads helping dads and he had some questions i reached out i was like hey man why don't you jump on the show let's do some some q a and see if we can't uh, you know, provide something to help other dads, because I know, I know a ton of dads are going to have similar questions. I, I'm sure my questions were all the same as everybody else's. I'm sure Nate's going through a lot of the same things that I did before my kids were born. So I thought it would be fun to, to have Nate on and, and talk through it. So Nate, uh, why don't you tell us just a quick bio, a little synopsis of, of who you are, and then let's jump into your, your question. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm Nate. Uh, I am 24. Um, I uh, just recently got married about, my wife's going to come, I think like four months ago. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. And then uh, soon after, uh, I think it's been two months now, uh, we found out that uh, we were having our, our first. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a uh, big scary moment she um yeah. didn't even you know know until she took the test and mm-hmm. decided to wake me up in the middle of the night to tell me <laughs> so uh <laughs> surprise yeah. yeah that was a that was a, a fun morning <laughs> um but yeah so i mean that's that's pretty much it we uh we actually just recently moved to uh georgia from orlando so big culture shock yeah. um starting a job and um uh, working on uh getting our first house together too Man, you're going mock four with your hair on fire right now. Like those are those are like all of the big life moments all at once. <laughs> yeah, so, it's been it's been fun. It's, but you know what? I think uh, I I hope I'll I'll pray for you. I think you'll make it through. If you can make it through this, I think y'all you'll be, you'll be all right. I think so. Yeah. Uh, what was your? Let me ask you a question first before we ask yours. Actually, what was your uh, the first big? Have you felt any like big changes in you since you were told that you were a dad? Like any big aha moments? Um, I think the the biggest like holy crap I'm gonna be a dad moment was when uh I bought my first pair of cargo shorts unknowingly, and my <laughs> wife pointed out she's like, "You're already starting to look like a dad," and I was like, "Oh crap." <laughs> I need pockets, man. I got to carry stuff. <laughs> I need to <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Now, I, I remember for me, it was the seeing my kids heartbeat the very first time. You know, like I joke about it being the Grinch, you know, like when his heart grew three sizes that day type of a thing. Like I saw the heartbeat. I was like, holy cow, like that is my kid. And it just kind of shook my world uh, there. It was a really cool moment. But yeah, we all... We all have these different times and it's, uh, it's different for every dad because dads, some dads experience well after the birth, you know, like they kind of got to get moving and the dads start to, to connect with them too. So I, I think that's interesting. Uh, but yeah. let, fire away, man. What's, what's the question, the big question that you, that you have with uh, becoming a uh, soon to be dad? I mean, I think the, um, 
the question that not only I have, but I've seen a lot of um, other dads that I've, I've talked to uh, recently have asked and talked about is, you know, um, what do we do? You know, this is, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's our first or, you know, uh, second, third, whatever it is, you know, some have experienced, some don't, but what is, what do you do? You know, how can you prepare for the birth of your first child, you know, like the stages before, you know, deer in, and then, you know, the few months afterwards, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's, um, legality, paperwork, insurance, stuff like that, or, you know, the right diapers and, you know, stuff like that. You know, what, what are you supposed to do as a dad and, and, and the picture? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big question because I think as dads, as men, we are kind of geared towards doing fixing, you know, like I, if, if you want me to help you, that means stepping in and doing it type of a thing. Yeah. And when it comes to childbirth, that's it's not something that we can do for them or, or help them do at all, you know, type of a thing. And so it can be very, very hard uh, for us. It was hard for me. And I think for before everything, what I found is the way that I supported or the way that I found what I could do before the kid was born uh, was really in, in support or preparation, really, because you're impacting your kid now, even if you don't realize it. And that you could be by the food that your wife is eating, that's impacting your kid, the music, the environment that they're in, that's impacting the kid in the womb. You know, so I was making sure that, uh, you know, my wife was, because I'm, I'm a cook in my family. I do most of the cooking. So I was making sure she was eating lots of the greens. I was making sure she ate a varied diet because your kids are experiencing not flavor, but they're experiencing the different sensations. So if you just, if she just lives on pickles and ice cream, like one, your kid's not going to get all the nutrition they need, but also they're not going to have a varied experience. So it, it's amazing how much they experience before they're born. And then there is the physical aspect. Like uh, our doctor told us that vacuuming is the worst thing that a pregnant woman can do because there's just something about the motion that just tears stuff up down there. And he said he's seen more premature births and they're all because she was vacuuming. And so it's, you know, it's creating boundaries, setting rules and saying, hey, look, no, you don't push the vacuum. That's something that I do now type of a thing. And, you know, so you're really... In my, uh, in my experience, it was really supporting her physical person because she's supporting the growth of another physical person. So it's kind of like a trickle down effect, if that makes sense. Right, right. So it, it's, but yeah, the, the whole, the whole book leading up to point, man, it, it's, it's hard to find where you can really do good, where you can really be a part of it because it's really a support role. Um, is that, where do you think you do a lot of, do you do a lot of cooking in the house? Do you do anything like that? Um, I mean, I'm definitely the, uh, the person that does the uh, cooking. Um, mm-hmm. Her mom also lives with us uh, and she's a, a, a vegetarian. So, you know, cooking, you know, for me and my wife and then cooking a special meal for her mom, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then trying to sneak in some of those veggies for my wife. So <laughs> she doesn't even know. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's been hard with the move, you know, and trying to still unpack and everything, but, mm-hmm. um, my wife's biggest thing right now is she's craving Taco Bell for some reason. So I'm trying yeah. to stay away from Taco Bell and, you know, and trying to cook 
like Taco Bell, but in a healthier version. You know what I mean? Exactly right. Yeah. Cause there's something when they're craving something, that means they want there's some their body wants something. Like my wife wanted five guys. Um, so I was lucky. I got out. I was like, sure, let's go five guys, <laughs> you know, because it's hamburgers <laughs> and french fries. Like, I'm not gonna say no to that. Uh, but you know, it could be iron, it could be salt, it could be anything that their body is really craving. Um, so that's good, man. I think that's the right, that's the right move. Um, for the birth time, like the during birth, it is, uh, it's operational to me in my brain. So like, I'm kind of an operations person. So my wife does all the planning and then I do like the execution. So like when we go to on vacation, she does the list. I pack it, I unpack it, I order it. Like I make sure that the vacation runs smoothly. She makes sure that it was planned out. So that's how she and I work together. And so that's kind of what I found during the birth was too. It was very operational. It was managing visitors. It was managing the room. It was asking the questions. It was going to get her food because the hospital food sucks. It was, uh, it was very operational because that's all, all you can do really and truly like you can't, I don't know. For me and my wife, it wasn't really a thing where I was like encouraging her to breathe and stuff like that. Cause with the epidurals, um, like it still work, but she, she wasn't, you know, screaming and ripping the arm handles off of stuff like you see in the TV shows or anything. So, right. Uh, I, and the hospitals these days, man, they, the hospitals, they have it so figured out, uh, hospital nurses, like these, uh, uh, natal nurses are amazing. So, during the process, my, my one piece of advice would be make friends with your nurses, you know, buy them a coffee, buy them whatever to, and make friends with them because they're going to be lifesavers. They're going to teach you more than anybody else will teach you. Uh, you know, so like a diaper, for example, before my kids were born, like I didn't know how to put a diaper on. I grew up in a house of boys. Like I, we just didn't do that stuff. I didn't know anything. And so women, to be honest with you, they made so much fun of me every turn I had because I didn't know these things. And I was like, I don't know what I don't know, you know, but then when I connect, you know, like took care of my nurses and then I could ask them, Hey, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? They were, they were the most encouraging and helpful people. Uh, we've been around, we had great relationships with them. We were like buying them gifts when we left because we had such a good relationship with them. So it's that that's another thing is you can manage those those relationships with the nursing and the staff, and that will that will pay off dividends if your nurses uh, like you. <laughs> you know, if they give a crap about you, and it's it doesn't have to be huge. A cup of coffee changes their day, type of a thing. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Do you guys have everything? Uh, do you have everything packed up and ready to go? Like a hospital bag that has, you know, change of clothes, stuff like that, already set up and. Um, honestly, no, <laughs> the, um, yeah. you know, she just hit her 14, her, her second trimester. So we, oh, we're right. still, you're, just, you're in May. So you got some, you got some time still. Yeah. We're trying, you know, she, we were even looking at maternity clothes and she's like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to buy. I don't even know how big I'm going to be. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's hard because everybody, every every body like physical body is different. You have no idea. We've had friends that gained 80 pounds. We've had friends that have gained 10 pounds, you know, and then there's the averages in between and it's, it's hard there. Uh, the one thing too, for the hospitals pack a sweatshirt, uh, you'd be surprised at how cold a hospital gets when you're just sitting there. 
it's crazy, but uh, definitely pack a sweatshirt. That's a, a random thing that I learned when my brother had his kids. It was he was freezing all the time. And so we packed sweatshirts and, and it was it was a, a, a good move. So. All right. I mean, definitely. I think it's getting cold in Georgia now, so I'll definitely have plenty of those. To pack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the last little piece when you're talking about after, um, it's, it's hard. So I, I said this about parenting. So I, I took, I think it's important if you don't get paternal leave, like if you don't get any time off from work, use your vacation time. I, I think it's important for dad to be there. Uh, I took four weeks. Uh, I used all my, my years worth of PTO all at once. Uh, cause it's important. There's going to be a lot of bonding with mom there. And if, if dad's, I think it's important for dad to be there in that bonding time too. Uh, so if you get PTO, I know you just started a new job, but if you can get them comfortable with the idea of you taking some legit PTO, mm-hmm. as much time as you can get, man, I would recommend it. It's okay. It, it's worth it. And it, it pays off and so every, everything in, in being a dad is about investing in the long game, right? You do it now, you're not going to see the benefits, but it shows up down the line. Uh, so uh, take that PTO. And then one thing that I say is that parenting is easy, but parenting on one hour of sleep is wicked hard. So it's, it's not that doing nothing that you're going to do is going to be difficult, Right. Feeding a baby is not hard. Making formula is not hard. But when you haven't had a lot of sleep, your brain just doesn't function right. And that's the hardest part. And so you and your wife should figure out a game plan, like a schedule. Like like I had the night shift and my wife had the day shift basically for the first few weeks. And so we were very strict. We set a schedule for our kid. And this is also something that I would recommend looking into. Uh, there's a book. I don't remember what it is. There's a method, but it's like, you know, your kid eats every two hours. They nap exactly on the three hour mark. And it's like a very rigid schedule. And so I do recommend being on a very, uh, not necessarily rigid, but a very set schedule that you, that you stick to and that you're very consistent with because your kid will start, will depend on it. And then you are going to depend on it because if that kid goes down up for a nap at exactly 10 o'clock and exactly 1 p.m., then you know that at 10 o'clock, you can lay down and get a nap or you can watch a show or you can do something. And being able to plan on that allows you to sacrifice at nighttime, right? If you're staying up till four o'clock, you know, from midnight to four o'clock in the morning, you're like, it sucks, but I know that I'm going to be able to sleep from four o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So having having your kid on a schedule is freedom for you. It allows you to to get what you need done and then get some sleep. That's the biggest thing, man. If you can get some sleep, let your wife get some sleep, it's going to be it'll change the game because it's not it's not hard. You can figure anything out, man. I'm I'm confident in your ability to to be a dad. I'm confident in your ability to figure stuff out because it, you're going to be surprised at how much intuition kicks in and that you actually know, even though you don't know it consciously, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to know what to do. And, but the hardest part is that if your brain can't connect those, 
synapses, you know, like you're trying to do it. Like you've stayed up all night, I'm sure at some point in your life and your brain is foggy and hazy the next day. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to think. And that's, that's the hardest part. And so it's hard on your wife too, because she's going to have like my wife, it's pregnancy brain, you know, the hormones are in there that she's going to, you know, be forgetful and all of these different things. And so lack of sleep will compound on that too. So, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's all the advice I got. I mean, I, I don't, my life is my life and my kids is definitely not going to be the exact same as yours. But I think that if beforehand you focus on, on nutrition to making sure that the bodies, your wife's body, your body, your wife's body and your kid's body is healthy during that you're that operational support and you make build relationships with the nurses there. And then afterwards you're on a schedule and focused on sleep so that you can function properly. Both of you, mm -hmm. I think you're going to be set up for success, man. And I think you'll, I think you'll do really well. Awesome. Okay. I mean, that's, that's definitely some great advice. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Do uh, what else you got on your brain, man? We're going to wrap up here, but is there anything out of that that you're like, what about this or uh, anything else that you're really concerned about? I mean, I think the only other thing that I was, you know, I'm just on my mind is, you know, not, you kind of like already touched on it, but like, how can I be there for my wife? You know, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the long run, you know, yeah, you're going to have a kid and all that, but you got to put your wife first in order to even begin to take care of your kid. So like, how can I show her that I'm here for her? I support her. And, you know, if there's anything I can do or, you know, what can I do to help her? you know, through this and after this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, not a psychologist and not, you know, like me and my wife still work through everything, but I had to, and you know, look at myself and be like, I, I don't read between the lines. Like I, I, that's just, I, you can call me a dude, a guy, whatever you can make fun of me, but like you have to be very direct when you want something from me. And so if you're, if you're being passive with me, it's just going to fly right by. Like, I'm just not going to pick up on it. And that's something that I realized about myself. And so it's just, I was going to my wife and be like, what do you need? Please be specific. You know, like I need you to right. tell me, don't, don't beat around the bush. I need you to tell me exact, like, tell me what you need and I will, it will be done. But if you don't know, if you don't tell me, then I don't know. And that's, that's me specifically. Like I, I'm working on a bunch of other things. I am the primary breadwinner. So I have my job I'm thinking about, like, there's all these things I'm thinking about. So it was letting her know, what do you need? You know, and she took three months off she took the whole FMLA for having a kid. Sometimes when it was getting home, she just needed a shower, you know, and it's like, Hey, can you do this right now? And it'd be like, okay, yes, I can do that so that you can go do this. But if you're just gonna sit there and, and fume waiting for me to offer me to do something so that you can go do something else like that's just not going to happen so I'll, i'm not going to be upset if you just ask me specifically hey will you take the kid right now so that i can go shower 100 you know and so i think that's the biggest thing is just the communication piece um being a parent is going to be all of that and this every level of being a parent prepares you for the next level Right. And so what you're going through right now is going to prepare you for the birth. What you go through at the birth is going to prepare you for the first three months, three months to six, nine, you know, on and on and on and on. And so if you can, if you can hammer out 
your communication with your wife, I think that's going to be huge. Uh, you, okay. know, you know, part of it is knowing who you are and how you communicate. And like I said, she would get mad at me because I wasn't offering. And I'm like, I, I don't think that way. Like I'm, I'm different. Right. So I need you to tell me and I will do that. Yeah. So I, I think you can work on that now because it's, it's easy. She's craving Taco Bell. Okay. Tell me what you're craving at Taco Bell. Oh, I really want the sour cream. Like, ah, okay. I can make some stuff happen for you with sour cream, I'm not, but <laughs> right. I'm not taking you to Taco Bell. Like I need you to, I need to know what you want. And so um, that's the biggest thing, man. Communication is huge because as it gets, as they get older and you start talking about more difficult concepts and being on the same page with discipline and all kinds of things, you got to be able to be on the same page for, for communication. Otherwise everybody just ends up mad and nobody knows why. Right. I got you. Yeah. I mean, um, one thing that me and my, me and my wife do is, um, you know, we, we only get two days off together each week. And, um, one of those days we pick and we sit, we just sit down every Wednesday, um, you know, later in the night before dinner and we just talk about how our week went and mm-hmm. what we can improve on and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, that's something that I feel like, you know, we could carry in on, carry that's in nice. on, um, you know, with childcare as well. Absolutely. I, I would say, I would say prioritize that up, make that if it's Wednesday at five o'clock before dinner, make that like a sacred time and do not break it. And that's going to be the best way. You know what I mean? Like hell or high water, man. Nobody is going to take your five o'clock to five 30 with your wife away and then build your schedule around it, you know? And then that's going to be huge support for you and her so that you guys can, can work together and, and have that time so that you don't end up separating because of there's so much going on. Right. I agree. You know, so that's huge. That's good. I'm glad you guys do that. That's fantastic. Uh, ours was like on the morning coffee on the weekends type of a thing. So that's good. I'm glad you got that right on, man. Well, I, this has been an awesome conversation. I think those are excellent questions. I hope, I hope this helps you. I hope it helps some other people listening as well. Uh, Nate, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, connect with you on social media, hopefully some other soon to be dads, you guys, we can all work together to help each other out. I mean, where would they reach out to you? Uh, I'm definitely on Facebook. Um, uh, a lot, a lot of dad groups. Um, but you know, my name is Nate, my shaver, um, Twitter and Instagram, um, Hellcat underscore Nate, my dream car. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if any of um, other, new or soon to be dads out there that want to swap some stories or, um, you know, offer some advice or even get some advice, you know, um, feel free to reach out to me. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I love help dads, helping dads. It's important that we provide the support for each other so that we can all be the best dads possible. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like subscribe and share this with all those girl dads, you know, I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledoo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledoo podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.